0: Hello everyone and welcome to Meow Mix, the Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven.
1: My name is Jerry. You almost went playing. British.
0: You almost went
1: British.
0: <laughs> uh, today we oh God, going to we're be- not
1: bringing back those bets. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, for those of you uh, that, that don't know, Jerry once lost a bet and had to speak uh, with an English accent for, what, five minutes? The first five minutes of the podcast, yeah. I think. <laughs> oh man, that was funny and terrible at the same time uh we're here to talk week eight week nine of the nfl schedule i'm, I'm yeah, like a week behind every week
1: you are it's,
0: yeah, it's, it's very strange and i
1: even put the dates like week nine in our description so yeah i, I should
0: read those <laughs> i should really read those more often um uh panthers Bengals. panthers visiting yeah. the cincinnati Bengals. a game that when you first looked at the schedule you were thinking, ah, it's probably going to be a loss, but now,
1: I don't know. We'll there, talk about it. There, there's possibilities we'll here. Talk I about mean, it. especially the way the, this team has rallied behind Steve Wilkes. It's, it's a different team. Now, if you told me week two, three this game, definitely, definitely. This is an a L. different
0: team. This is definitely a it different is. team. It looks different, it feels different. Uh, we really should have won it last week. You know we should be two and one with Wilkes, but it's a new week. Jamar Chase is not playing for the Bengals. I mean, there's there's some real possibilities. The Bengals looked terrible against the Browns last week. They really yeah did. they did.
1: It, it, and you wonder if they're gonna come out like all cylinders firing mm-hmm. to as viewing the Panthers as a get right game, or if they're just gonna overlook the Panthers and we're frisky. We're frisky right now. That. That that's a, the best thing for the way this season started. To say this team is, it's a, we're frisky. It's a cat fight. It's gonna be a cat fight. <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> uh,
0: we did want to just say thank you to all of the new subscribers and really all of the subscribers on our YouTube channel. We did go over the thousand subscriber mark, uh, so we are now YouTube official, and we do appreciate yeah. all of you so much. Uh, never would have expected to have a YouTube channel with over a thousand. And I know in the grand scheme of things, a thousand, you know, some of these things have 10, 20, 30, thousand subscribers, yeah. but we're hey. very happy having our thousand having you guys as our part of our podcast family here. We really appreciate it.
1: Yeah. And not only are YouTube subscribers, we also love our podcast yes, listeners as absolutely. well. Absolutely, Podcast don't... is
0: doing better than ever.
1: Yeah. So we really appreciate it, everyone. And, since we hit that mark, we are going to do a giveaway, a little swag bag giveaway, uh, to enter to win. Just either DM us on Twitter or message us at mailbag at meowmixpodcast.com, and we will randomly select a winner.
0: Yeah. YouTube subscribers or podcast listeners, either one, this is a celebration for all of us, so just shoot us a, an email or a DM. We'll get you entered in the po- in the uh, contest and I guess, what, a couple of weeks
1: yeah, we'll give it a couple of weeks. Uh, I don't want to deal with it on the uh, Thursday night Atlanta game because that week's going to be crazy for mm-hmm. us.
0: So yep. Short week. Probably
1: be the week after.
0: Yeah, yeah. We'll do it, yeah. We'll say a couple of weeks, you know. Uh, we'll give it Pick till the, the 16th. We'll say the 16th. That's when we'll do the drawing, on the 16th.
1: Sounds like a plan. Right.
0: See? Just making, uh, making plans here live on the show. You guys get a little look inside. Uh, there's really not much news to talk about this week, but Jerry and I did want to sort of recap the trade deadline, which the Panthers didn't make any moves on deadline day, but of course yeah. did make several moves, uh, you know, the week, two weeks leading up to the deadline. So, Jerry, no moves for the Panthers, good move or bad
1: move? I'm going to say good move overall. Uh, I think, I feel like this, uh, I've said this multiple times on this podcast, but I, the roster's pretty solid. Uh, there was a couple guys that I could see moving if people were interested in, as Shaq Thompson would have been a good one. I think you have to get something, deep, at least a fourth, maybe a fifth, just because that contract's so huge. But keeping him, I mean, if when he's on, he's a great player. The problem is he hasn't been on that much this year. So, I'd love to know if I they actually
0: it... got any offers for him. I haven't seen anyone report that they did. No. no, no. I did see that uh, some people were reaching out about Dante Jackson, which was huh? a little surprising to me. Um, but I think contract-wise, it would have taken a lot to eat that dead cap since he just signed his new deal. Yeah. There yeah. there was probably some money issues there. Um, I know like Xavier Woods was another one we talked about as a possible... Of veteran trade so he sticks around um but really Irving. I mean, obviously the biggest news was the brian burns offer i know you talked about a little bit on your solo pod a couple of weeks ago but uh, there's a little more news that came out basically that the rams were the team that offered the two first round picks and more is what i've heard you know cam acres was involved and there may have been a couple other late picks involved as well but Obviously, those picks would have been 2024, 2025, so the value for Scott Fitterer, probably not there.
1: Correct. I think people, yes, two first rounds, you don't know where the Rams are picking. You're going to assume they're probably in the back. And again, two, three years in the, from now, sounds great if you're a GM and coach that you know you're going to mm. be here. But the GM definitely doesn't know he's going to be here. Yeah. Uh, he's probably going to have a short leash just if he sticks around, which... I think he should, but we don't know what Tepper's thinking. So, yeah. I could see him not wanting to pull that trigger. Just a little nervous. Yeah, I
0: mean, it definitely would diminish the team in the immediate future, right? I mean, you're looking mm-hmm. at not next year. He is our pass different. rush. Yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> no he is the pass. pass rush. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's it would, it would absolutely decimate the defense for this year, and then who knows what they could do next year, but... Yep. You know, look at it the other way. He's a guy coming up on a new contract. You're going to have to pay him. Uh, You know, we saw Bradley Chubb get traded from the Broncos to the Dolphins and then sign a five-year, pretty much $120 million deal. Uh, And Bradley Chubb is nowhere near the caliber of player that Brian Burns is. No. Uh, Bradley Chubb had basically a really good season his rookie year and then since then has sort of been injured and just hasn't produced at that level. Uh, and he got he got 120 million dollars. So I can't imagine what Brian Burns and his his uh, representation they just have to be salivating looking at that deal, knowing that the Panthers turned down two firsts. Scott Fitter has has to extend Brian Burns because if oh, you yeah. don't, then you look like a huge fool. You probably get fired because well, you turned down two first round picks and then you couldn't I, resign I th- the guy it's just it's he has to do it there's no other option
1: yes you can you can tag him and you can sign him or trade him for two first round picks in a year or so and that makes sense that's true but other than that yeah you're it's going to be a really really bad message if you can't resign him and or you try to trade him later on and it's just not there it's you get Less than what you were offered.
0: Yeah, I mean it's a it's a mass it's a massive gamble I think honestly to not mm-hmm. trade him when you are offered that kind of return like quarterback trade yeah. you know bait um, it's a big it's it's a massive gamble I can see both sides of it I'm glad that Brian Burns is still here uh, come 2024 2025 if like Sean McVay has retired and Aaron Donald has retired and the Rams are you know, sitting at 4-13, and 13, picking, you know, 4th in the draft. And that could have been our pick. Who knows where we'll be by then, you know, as a team. So, it's, there's just so many ways that this could go. But, I will say, I'm going to keep a very close eye on those two picks. Because I want to know oh, where yeah. they end up. And again, with Brian Burns on that team, who knows what how he changes that defense. They yeah, could be can you imagine different. pairing
1: Donald with Brian Burns?
0: Yeah, I mean... It's kind of like when McCaffrey went to the 49ers like yeah, it really sucked that he left. But man, he is fun to watch on the 49ers <laughs> like with Kyle Shanahan's and the, you know, offense and putting Brian Burns in, on the same defensive line as Aaron Donald, that'd be a lot of fun to watch too. But I'm still yeah. glad that Brian Burns is here. I think he's much more fun to watch as a Panther.
1: Yeah, and Brian Burns is very excited to be here, too. He said that he wants to stay a Panther. And Stanley McGlover, uh, Loki on on Twitter, he he says they're a Panther family. I mean, Mm -hmm. his brother was drafted here. You know, he feels that their family is a Panther family through and through, that they they love the organization and everything else. And I could see that, too, especially from Brian Burns, because, again, he kind of grew up with his brother being here, and now he got drafted by us. Mm And he was a prospect that you know needed to mature and stuff coming out of college. He was not a surefire first-round pick. No. Yeah. So I felt like when we drafted him, he may have been a late round, first round, or was early 16th, second, I believe. Yeah, but people were projecting well, him right there. On. But Marty Herney jumped up and grabbed him early. So I mean, he probably appreciates that because he was raw when he came here.
0: Say what you will about Marty Herney. That dude could identify first-round talent.
1: Yeah, he wanted uh, (laughs) Justin Herbert.
0: He did. He did. He
1: wanted to jump up and trade for him, but...
0: that. uh, By the way, if you guys haven't read that Joe Person athletic article about the, you know, Matt Rule... It Uh, it was a
1: Scott Fowler, I believe, actually. It wasn't... uh, Mm, Maybe. Whoever it was. It was a a really nice article. It was either
0: either Scott Fowler or Joe Person. I don't remember, but... um, yeah, check that out. I think you might you might be right about Scott Fowler. Um, check that out. Pretty interesting stuff in there. But uh, all right. Well, any other thoughts about the trade deadline?
1: No, I think the Panthers did the right thing. Yeah. I think they they traded away with. I still hurts me the Christian McCaffrey, but I get the prospect of it. I think Robbie Anderson they got something out of it, especially considering yeah. the way he was trending. And you're mm-hmm. giving TMJ now and. Try to spend some and Chanel more playing time with him gone. So I like that.
0: Yeah, I've seen a lot of uh, national sports writers say the Panthers are one of the winners of the trade deadline, basically saying that they traded two players and they nearly got a full draft's worth of picks for those two guys. Yeah, which is true. I mean, they got a second, yep. third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh. <laughs> they got everything but the first.
1: <laughs> they got two two fives, I believe. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, no, I think just one. But because uh, Robbie was a sixth and a seventh.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I don't know why I was thinking he was a fifth and a sixth. No, no one would give that up for him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I, I, I agree with you. I think the Panthers did a good job. I wouldn't have minded seeing them try to get something out of uh, Shaq. But again, if, if all teams were offering was like a sixth or a seventh, then he I'd rather him be on the team,
1: honestly. I do too. I, when, again, when he's playing good. He, he's a great, he's a Pro Bowl caliber yeah. linebacker when he plays on. The problem yeah. is he hasn't been playing on this year. He's been missing tackles. But
0: he's had like maybe that two high-end games and everything mm-hmm. else has kind of been crappy. Uh, all right, well, let's uh, let's move on. Let's take a look at the PFF grades, the, the top five and the bottom five on the offense and the defense from last week, as we'd like to do. And Jerry, I'll let you kind of run through the offense here.
1: Uh, number one, we know it, Deontay Foreman, 82.3. He does have an 8.0 in pass blocking, which kind of is nerve-wracking if he has to pass block, but he only did it once. I don't think I've ever (laughs) seen a score that (laughs) low. He must have just whiffed. Jeez. Uh, number two, the offensive player with the most snaps in the game, Terrace Marshall Jr. with a 75.1. Uh, then LaVisca Chenault, 75.1. I guess they were tied for two. Steven Sullivan, uh seventy three point eight. He only had nine nine snaps. Yeah. Doesn't really mean anything. And Icky, again, man, after his first couple games, he's up in these top five every week. Seventy point two. Pass blocking grade of ninety point six.
0: I was gonna say his pass blocking has has been uh, better than his run blocking and he was a premier run blocker coming into the draft. Everyone said his pass blocking might take a season or two to come around. It's only taken three or four games. I mean, he's there.
1: Yeah, he's an elite it's...
0: pass blocker now.
1: Yeah, I mean, this, you can't say how much this O-line has improved from last year. Oh, man. I mean, the, it, yeah. it is insane how well, like dramatically. And James Campen, round of applause, yep. man. Round. I hopes. I hope whatever coach is coaching here next year keeps you because you have earned it um bottom five now on offense Giovanni Ricci with seven snaps 48 uh Tommy Tribble 46 snaps 47.2 Bradley Bozeman center which shocks me he's down here 46.7 still higher than Pat Elfline on the year though uh Cam (laughs) Irving left tackle he only had three snaps 43.3 and Ian Thomas at the bottom 42.5 and he had a lot of snaps so that's a legitimate one
0: yeah if um he and thomas is always at the bottom Ian thomas and tommy trim will both always kind of just
1: yeah bad yeah. It, I, I agree with you what you said earlier that it's time to start giving steven sullivan more time yeah it, it really is yeah
0: i mean nine snaps not not enough he's he's easily 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 the best pass catching tight end on this team
1: yeah, and, and if the you pa- look at his blocking
0: the... scores, like particularly his run blocking scores, because I don't think he had any pass blocking scores, uh, they're better than what Trimble and Ian
1: Thomas did. Exactly. <laughs> that I I am now on your boat of saying it's time to let this guy get some more reps. Yeah. I feel like Tommy Trimble and Ian Thomas have had their chance now, and it's time to see if anybody else can play better.
0: Agreed. All right, let's move over here to the defense. And a player that we usually talk about in the bottom five, sitting at number one, C.J. Henderson. His best, maybe his best score ever, a 91.1. And he had 34 snaps. He wasn't just sitting around doing nothing. Uh, Good job, C.J. Henderson. Now, I did see him blow uh, a couple of passes, so I'm not sure. I'd be interested to see how they came up with this score, but generally pretty much trust PFF to get it close.
1: Uh, my guess is it was supposed to be handed off to the safety, and the safety didn't take the handoff correctly. Yeah. That And that's why they got open. Because there's a couple of safeties in the bottom, and I'm, I'm assuming that's why.
0: Yeah. Yeah, great job, CJ. Um, the other cornerback, Dante Jackson, number two, with an 83.5. Uh, Derek Brown, number three, with an 80.9. Derek Brown's always in the top five these days. Uh, another guy that just, like, he and Icky, like both those guys, drafted had some questions, but you know Icky came around immediately. Derek Brown took a couple of seasons, but he's there now. Like he's the guy. Oh yeah, he's he, he is that number seven pick. Uh, Frankie, I think he's
1: a, a PFF overall. I think he's ranked sixth best defensive tackle in yeah. the league out of hundred and twenty something.
0: So yeah, he's 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 arrived. Uh, another guy that's arrived, Frankie Louvu, seventy five point one. Yeah, we love Louvu. And then Sean Chandler, only five snaps. Uh, He comes in fifth with 70.3. Looking at the bottom nine, Marquand McCall, only nine snaps, 48.9. Corey Littleton, 45.3. You know, he's up and down too, Corey Littleton. Yeah. Um, I
1: mean, that's why he's bounced around the league a little bit.
0: Linebacker, definitely going to be a position of uh, need in the offseason. Miles Hartsfield. 44.2, 44.2, safety also a need in the offseason uh, because Xavier Woods also down there 42.1. Uh, and then Bravion Roy, only 10 snaps, 27.9. So, yeah, you kind of see, like, where the need for upgrade comes in. it You know, it's safety, it's linebacker, uh, defensive well, this line is depth.
1: A, to be fair, when Jeremy Chain gets back, Xavier Woods has had a really good season. This was a bad game for him, obviously. Yeah. But overall, I feel like, yeah, as long as Xavier Woods and Jeremy Chin are healthy, yeah. Yeah, hey, you wouldn't shop- have Hartsfield
0: in there quite as much. Um, yeah. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully Chin's back soon. Um, all right. Well, that's going to do it for last week. We'll take a quick break here. We'll be right back. Cbdx.com.
1: <laughs> Cbdx.com. <laughs> <laughs> Promo code meow for 20% off. Choose from gummies, flour, vapes, and pre-rolled CBD. So, it's (laughs) good. We take... I take a gummy every night. I know you typically do. You said Mm -hmm. my wife does. Helps you sleep. It's closest to real deal as you can get. Cops will probably pull you over and think it is until they test it. Just let you know. Do not drive with it. But use promo code MEOW for 20% off.
0: And if you... And they they tell you this, if you are required to take a drug test, it will show up on the drug test. It's the real deal, okay? It's the real deal. Just because it's legal doesn't mean it's any worse. CBDX.com, promo code
1: MEOW. All right, uh, Jerry? Trivia? Now, we are playing the Cincinnati Bengals, Steven. Mm -hmm. Now... We don't play them very often. They're not in our divisions, not even in our conference. How many games have the Panthers played the Cincinnati Bengals?
0: Hmm. Well, the Bengals were a team before the Panthers.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. What, we play them like once every four years or something, right? But I don't know how often it was back in the day. I'm going to say we played them nine times.
1: You are incorrect, sir. It is six.
0: Wow! Really, only six, six t- times.
1: Six times. This will be the seventh time. And with that saying, what is the record? Oh man! The Carolina Panthers have against normally. got to do six.
0: I looked this up.
1: Oh, I'm glad you did it because yeah, I would killed my um, trivia.
0: Well, the Bengals have been historically terrible. I'm gonna <laughs> guess we have a winning record. I'm gonna go four and two.
1: You are very close. Three, two, and one. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot I about that, about that
0: stupid 37-37 tie from a few years back.
1: Oh Where my Ron God, like, didn't outlet. even try to go, didn't want to go for the win. He, like, settled for the tie. Yeah, I that remember. was frustrating. God, but that tie that. ended up getting us into the playoff.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. It did.
1: Um, Now, wow. only one Carolina QB played this team twice and who Jake was Jake Delone it? Cam Newton. Ah, okay. I thought it would be Cam, or Jake Delone was going to have one too, but it was Steve Burline, Jake Delone, Jimmy Clausen.
0: So. Cam twice. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. That makes sense. All right, good trivia there, Jerry. Good Trivia. Let's move on and uh, start the game preview here. We're going to take a look at the injuries first. Uh for the Panthers, the list a little shorter than last week, but not by much. Uh, we got Justin Burris still did not practicing with a concussion. By the way, we're doing this on a Thursday, so we've got the Thursday uh, injury reports this time.
1: Yeah, that's that's my fault. I had uh, some real work related things I had to do to this work. morning, and I couldn't. <laughs> like this isn't
0: real work, Jerry. Uh, <laughs> uh, did not practice Dante Jackson with an ankle. Steven Sullivan also did not practice uh, with an illness. I uh, got Amari Barno listed as a limited practice with a knee. Uh, Deontay Foreman with a rest uh, did not practice yesterday, but full practice today. Uh, JC Horn limited practice. Chuba Hubbard limited practice. Frankie Louvu limited practice. Uh, Higgins and Taylor Moten both did not practice, although Moten is listed as a rest. Higgins with an illness and then Sam Franklin with an illness did practice fully today. There's an illness going around. It seems like I uh, got three guys on the team with injury designations of illness.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I know it's going around uh, hospitals and stuff like that. I have a friend whose mm-hmm. nurse said that it's filling up. So please yeah. be careful. Wear mask, guys. Like, yeah, I don't know if it's
0: safe. COVID or if it's.
1: It, it I, I flu believe. What, or... Yeah, it's like a flu, but it's not yeah. COVID.
0: Yeah. Um, for the Bengals, we've got Chid- Chidobe Azule, did not practice a uh a Awoozle? Yeah, I don't know. Whoever, whoever he is, didn't practice. Uh, Jamar Chase, wide receiver, obviously did not practice. He's out for the game. We know that for sure. leo Collins, uh, listed as rest slash illness, did not practice. Trey Flowers did not practice. Mike Hilton did not practice. Josh Tupo. Did not practice. Eli Apple, listed as a hamstring full practice. We know Eli. We know him just a little bit. He wasn't here very long, but he was here for a little bit.
1: Yeah, and he (laughs) shot fired. They have fired shots as he left against Matt Rule, saying that, Maybe we should have listened to him. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Uh, Stanley Morgan, wide receiver, limited practice. Sam Hubbard, defensive end, full practice. Samajay Pirine, running back, finger practice max Sharping uh did not practice for a personal reason and then joseph Asul Osall defensive end ankle limited practice so that is the injury report uh the panthers are seven and a half point underdogs i've seen this at seven so i think it's kind of hovering somewhere around the seven to eight range uh and the over under 42 and a half so it's uh quite a bit higher than we've seen Yeah.
1: Yeah, before we jump too into the key matchups or anything, I do want to point out that Awuzie, uh Trey Flowers, and Eli Happel are hurt. And Awuzie and Trey Flowers are having a great year. Mm-hmm. So that if both of them are out, or possibly being out, obviously we don't know yet. But that's huge. Yeah. I mean, especially with P.J. Walker being able to throw the ball, something that this team has not had. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, there there could be potential there, especially if two of them are out. I mean, that's huge. woozy has been playing really good. I'm surprised you don't remember him. You wanted us to get him in free agency a few years ago. No, I remember
0: Dallas. him. I just I just don't know how to pronounce his name. That's all. I know who <laughs> okay. he is. I just don't know how to pronounce all right, his yeah. name. Um,
1: but just wanted to say that because yeah. that's a huge deficit in their secondary.
0: Yeah, you're right. I, I do always want to add him and... You know, if he's available this offseason, I'd like to add him this offseason as well. One day I mean, he's, he's going to play- end up on the Panthers. That's all I know. Uh, he, he's
1: playing great, yeah. so <laughs> I wouldn't hate him here.
0: All right, well, let's jump into the matchups and the keys to the game.
1: All right, starting it off here. my Minimize Joe Burrow in the passing attack. Uh, Jamar Chase is out, but T Higgins and... Uh, God, what, Tyler Boyd. My brain just... Tyler Boyd are serious threats. They're they're no slouches. They are, they can start on most teams. Both of them. So, mm-hmm.
0: and they do. I mean, they. I mean, yeah. T. D. Higgins does start on this team, and then Boyd plays starter reps pretty much. And then Joe Mixon also very good in the passing game. So you've got uh, and then Hayden Hurst as their tight end. He's also uh,
1: yeah you know, pretty good. They too. don't like to run the ball that often. But Joe Mixon's dangerous, especially oh, out of the yeah. backfield. He could catch it. He's a really good running back. So we just have to minimize it. Keep them in front of us and slow them down. And it's, it's happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, that kind of leads into the second one is get to Joe Burrow. Now, he doesn't get rattled like other quarterbacks. He, he's pretty good at not getting rattled, taking six, seven hits, and still being able to pinpoint the ball. But the O-line is garbage. Mm, yeah. Any Bengals fans listening to this? Sorry, No, tried to fix it. it. They know it, it didn't. <laughs> it didn't happen. There's they give up a sack percentage of eight point nine three. So basically, out of a hundred times he drops back, nine times he gets sacked. That's that's not good, guys. That's <sighs> really like that's like us last year.
0: It's not good. Yeah, it is. Uh, and the Bengals put a, a decent amount of resources into their offensive line this offseason, just like we did. Uh, they chose the wrong guys because mm-hmm. that offensive line has been terrible from week one. Uh, it's just not good. And and honestly, Mixon, even though he's uh, having a good season receiving wise, I think uh, he's not having a very good season rush wise. I think he's only averaging like barely four yards a carry. So
1: that wouldn't shock me because they are not running the ball at all. Yeah. um they have a percentage here I'm scrolling down I have it in my they they only run the ball 35 percent of the time I mean that's that's scary bad like, yeah
0: three that's point, like the three Panthers three five yards per carry for mixon so far this season. I mean
1: that, that was like the Panthers were in the first couple games where yeah. CMC got 13 carries it was yeah. just like what are you doing that's and, and Baker Mayfield's not Joe Burrow yeah <laughs>
0: Right, yeah. I mean, last week, so against the Bengals, they lost thirty-two to thirteen. Against Jacoby Brissett and the Bengals, or the Browns, Browns. Uh, I mean, I think PJ Washington is, if not as good as Brissett, he's pretty close.
1: Is and he as good uh, as PJ Walker though?
0: Huh?
1: Is he as good as PJ Walker though? What did I say? PJ Washington.
0: P.J. Walker. P.J. <laughs> Walker. Sorry. I, I no did that last year, week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, it was bound to happen at some point. Uh, P.J. Walker, yeah. I think they're they're fairly similar. P.J. might even be a little better. Um, maybe. But then you've got outside of maybe the running backs, I think the Panthers, the rest of the Panthers' offense is better than the, the Browns. Uh, offensive line probably similar. Yeah. They've got a better tight end, but he's hurt. So I don't know. I think this is a good matchup for the Panthers.
1: I did too. I think this again. This the Panthers are frisky, mm-hmm. so anything I believe could happen. I, I mean, seven and a half point underdogs. That seems high to me, honestly. But we are playing in Cincinnati, and they and we're, we're they two go and six. This...
0: We're a two and six team. I mean, you are what your record is. We're two and six. You know, and the Bengals went to the Super Bowl last year, so. Yep. Even though they haven't played as well this year, they still have Joe Burrow, who is better than PJ Walker and oh, yeah. Washington. Um, you know, they've would, got Joe Mixon, who you would have to say is probably better than uh, Foreman and Chuba. Right?
1: I would they've say, career wise, yeah, there's yeah. no doubt. I mean, yeah. right now, the way Foreman's running, if he continues to run like that, that would be a question in the future.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh then, you know, wide receiver wise, Higgins and Boyd. I mean, I would put DJ above both of them,
1: although Higgins is really good. Um I would put DJ over both of them. Yeah. But not very, very high over Higgins. Yeah. But Jabar Chase would go over TJ.
0: Of course. Sorry. Yeah, Jamar sorry, Chase. Sorry, DJ. Abs- Jamar Chase is one of the generational <laughs> guys, but uh, Boyd and TMJ. I mean Boyd Boyd's higher than TMJ right now. Hayden Hurst better than <laughs> You know the Bengals are good. They've got a good yeah. a good squad. They just can't protect their quarterback. So obviously, you know, as you said, one of the big keys of this game is going to be getting to Joe Burrow, sacking him, get him on the ground, hit him hard. I would even say take a taking a, a roughing the passer early in the game, just knock the knock the crap out of him.
1: Now now that's what you say, and they may have to do that because the Panthers rank 30th in the league with sacks per game out. Only one and a half sack per game.
0: Yeah,
1: it, it is Brian Burns and basically it, no one else. Burns has and five, Burn- and
0: nobody else has more than I think two. Yeah, Lulu, and, and the two? biggest
1: and the biggest problem there is, I mean, they're doubling up on him. Of yeah. course, rightfully so. Right, Brian Burns is the pass rush.
0: Yep. Yeah, uh, defensive end. Uh, area of concern in the off season for sure i,
1: I want to see Amari barno out there i really do he's only had a couple snaps yeah he should he flashed in the preseason on obvious passing downs let his speed go out there and see what he could do especially against these guys
0: well we know he y- tour is um uh, probably a bust doesn't seem like yeah, he's he, doing and- much of anything this season
1: he, he is not a pass rusher. He is yeah. more of a run-stopping defensive end, which is good, but he is not what this team needs. No, not at all. He's a good rotational piece, in my opinion.
0: Agreed. Uh, what this team does need to do, Jerry, run the football once again this week. Uh, you know it. Since he gives up almost 125 yards a game on the ground, that Lends itself to us because the last couple of games the Panthers have been averaging more than that. Uh, Deontay Foreman's been amazing. Chuba should be back for this game. He looked really good that first game without CMC uh, with, even, you know, kind of limited snaps.
1: I can't hear you at all. Can you hear me?
0: I can hear you. Your battery die?
1: Hello? Can you say something? Hello, hello, hello? Okay, now it's back. Okay. right. sorry about that. All all of a sudden I just had a loud nothing. I couldn't hear anything and I was just like uh. What were we talking about? All right. Uh, the run game.
0: Uh, run, running, running, back, yeah. So, um, <clears throat> so I'll just kind of continue. Okay. Uh, Chuba looked really good, you know, in his first game without CMC, uh, even with you know, limited kind of opportunities even. But uh, he did start the game technically, so I would guess Foreman will start the game and get most of the carries. But I think it's going to be like a maybe a 60-40 if is healthy. So, uh, and I'm okay with that. I'd, I'd like to see Chuba more, especially against a team that gives up a lot of running. Yeah, and, know,
1: Chuba's gotta yeah and Chuba's got to stay healthy. And when CMC good. went yeah. out last year, Chuba went down with another injury. I mean, this is your chance, man. And Deontay Foreman had yeah. a chance last week and the week before when you went out. And I think he's the easy hands-on starter mm-hmm. right now. I don't think. Yeah. I I agree that you need to split the carries, but. Yeah. And one of the best things Steve Wilkes has done is force the Panthers to run the ball. He, I don't know if it was Ben McAdoo <clears throat> wanting to do all those RPOs or if it was Matt Rule telling him to do them, but since the new regime has taken over, running the ball seems to be emphasized, and it's working.
0: Agreed. Um, this is what the Panthers have always been. Yep. Yeah. You know, as a smash-mouth football team with a good defense. And that's what we are again. Although last week the defense didn't look great, you know, giving up 28 points on defense. And then, of course, they get the six off of uh, PJ. But this is what we want to be. We want to be a running football team, and we want to play good yeah, defense. Yeah, and they
1: need to. They The defense actually should kind of feel bad the way they played down the stretch in that game. I mean, I so. giving up that big touchdown to Demir Bird. I mean, just letting them constantly drive on them in that second half.
0: The run on the the Mariota run, just an yeah. absolute backbreaker. That's not something you have to worry about with the Bengals.
1: No, no, no. no.
0: Joe Burrow is not Mer- Marcus Mariota when it comes to you know running around. He,
1: he's there. he's mobile. He's but he's not going to be running a lot. He's going to he's not a, he's yeah. going to run three yards right. slide he's not down. Josh Allen. <laughs> Rightfully yeah. so,
0: he, he's right. Yeah, he's not a guy that's gonna bust you for thirty yards to win the game. No. I don't think that's not something you have to worry. about. And with
1: his knees, I wouldn't uh, do it. He's a better it. passer.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. He is a better passer than uh, Marcus Mariota. But all right, um, anything else you kind of wanted to talk about? Third down with conversion the matchups. Or Third anything? down conversion. Ah. ah.
1: Offensively, you've got to. Convert those third downs. The past few games it's gotten better. Uh on the season, they're still only converting twenty-six percent of their third downs. Again, new regime has been doing a lot better trying to get it third and short, but they gotta continue to work on getting those third down conversions.
0: Yeah, and since he's almost converting at a fifty percent rate, so that's you know, on the flip side. Getting your defense off the yeah. field, right? Yeah. That's that's going to be super important as well. So, um, since he does give up almost forty percent to their opponents, though, the Panthers do give up forty percent. Um, so pretty even in there. Um, you know, I last week we saw the Panthers be a little better yeah. on third down. So hoping that that trend continues.
1: I, I did too. I, I think getting it third and short, running the ball, keeping the ball out of Joe Burrow's hands. That that's the recipe. I mean, that's the way this team needs to operate, anyways. I mean, mm-hmm. PJ Walker is—he had a great fourth quarter, but let's let's be real. He's not the—he's not Joe Burrow. He's not going to be able to sling it and have a shootout most games. I mean,
0: there were moments in that game where you know you and I were texting, wondering if we were going to see Baker yeah. at some I mean, point. He was, uh, you know, there were. A lot of times in that game PJ did not look good. He made the throw at the end of the game, the big time throw, which you love to see, but let's not
1: forget about the rest of the game like he he wasn't great in that. No, game. he missed a lot of throws. He, and and yeah. honestly, if you want to look there's so much blame to go around on that game, but you could blame him not making those <laughs> wide open receiver throws. Could have cost them points in the first half that could have demoralized Atlanta because I felt like they were yeah. they were willing to give that game up. Oh yeah,
0: uh, they tried to give it up several times. <laughs> Unfortunately, the Panthers couldn't capitalize. But uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, you know, I I, I just I, I can't emphasize enough how much more fun it has been to watch the Panthers play post Matt Rule. And I don't know if it's Steve Wilkes and I don't know if it's just Matt rule being gone. I don't know what, you know, who to credit with the change. It's probably a combination of all those things, but the players haven't quit. Uh, obviously Wilkes wants it badly. Uh, it seems like the, the coordinators are, you know, doing well. Um, Holcomb a little bit of a question mark right now, but we'll see. Um, you know, special teams has been a little iffy as well the last few weeks, so need to get them back on track. You know, for a while there, they were like a top five unit in the NFL, and I think they've fallen off a little bit, but overall, I do really like watching this team. Yeah,
1: this, I mean, it was painful to watch the game week three and four. It, it was painful, hmm. at least last week, as much as it pained me to watch the ending of that, the way it went down with Panero sucking and missing kicks, and, hmm. you know, Ugh, but at least it was fun, even before that, even before that crazy fourth quarter ending, at least it was fun to watch like the team compete you know offensively move the ball like it was fun i i I agree
0: yep, much better than uh if the your opponent scores seventeen points, you're pretty much losing exactly the game. that's that's good to see, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our Beer bet of the Week. Beer
1: bet of the Week. <laughs> and this...
0: <laughs> I already forgot what it was, so go
1: ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you always do. And this week, we are going to go running back style. Who has more total yards? Deontay Foreman or Chuba Hubbard? Steven has taken Chuba. I have taken Deontay. I have taken
0: Deontay. And... Yeah, just mainly, mainly thinking Chuba, a little bit of fresh legs. Um... I do think they'll split it kind of 60-40 with Deontay getting most of the carries. But I think Chuba has the breakaway ability a
1: little more than Deontay yeah. Foreman.
0: We've seen them both do it. Um, but I don't know. I just think it maybe switches. As okay. We-
1: I, I could easily see that, too. It's Now, when I say total yards, it doesn't mean kickoff or punt return. So.
0: No, no, no. <laughs> Catching and, yeah. and running. Yeah, receiving and running.
1: <laughs> I remember one year yeah, kickoff return yards was in my fantasy yard fantasy like you would get points. Oh, oh man, yeah. everybody was dressed, went and picked up pump returners and kick returners cause... just so. I mean, I don't mind
0: some of that Sometimes it really adds a new, a different element, you know, than just going out and getting guys. But uh, you know, I heard a lot of people now are doing no kicker leagues. And I like. I, I, I kind of like having to do your figure, ha- you know,
1: Justin Tucker drilled a 60-yard game in my playoff game to put me into the championship game like five, six years ago. <clears throat> and then yeah. I won it. I won it because of Justin Tucker. Because he made yeah. a last-second field goal to win their game, won my game. So I like it.
0: Yeah, that's probably one of his biggest career accomplishments, I Yeah,
1: think. it was. I mean, <laughs> I didn't cut him. Didn't cut him the next week because of
0: it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go with our bold predictions. Jerry, I'll go first this time. Normally, I make you go first. I'm going to go first. And I think, mm-hmm. Jerry, that not only is Chuba Hubbard going to go over 100 yards rushing, I think Deontay Foreman is also oh. going to go over 100 yards rushing. I think we have two 100-yard rushers in this game. Uh, I think Chuba gets maybe in a, a couple more or a receiving yard, you know yardage or something to to give me my beer bet. But I do think that we have two 100-yard rushers in a game for the first time and probably since the double trouble.
1: Yeah, yeah definitely probably since then. Um, wow, if yours happens, mine probably won't. But mine is, with the system, with their having so much secondary issues, I'm going TMJ, Terrace Marshall Jr., gets his first 100-yard game.
0: game. I would love Me that. Me too. I mean, I would hate it in the sense that mine would probably not come true, but maybe he gets like a 99-yard 90, 90 touchdown and then one other catch for two yards, and, and then my, mine still comes true. <laughs>
1: Well, then, then I'm almost great. certain we win at that point, so I'm, I'm good with that.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. if, if all those things happen, this is definitely a Panthers win. Yeah. All right. Uh, game predictions. Who you got, oh. Henry?
1: 23-20. I'm going Bengals. It hurts me, but I, I'm just choosing the Bengals this week.
0: Well, I'm going to represent the Carolinas here, and I'm going to go with the Panthers. I think uh, the game that we should have won last week is what we're going to see this week. Panthers go for 35 points in this one. Only give up 24, 35-24, Carolina.
1: All right. Mark that in our little calendar here.
0: Yes, put it in there. All right, any other final thoughts on the game before we take a look at the rest of the NFC South?
1: No, I I think this game is actually going to be a lot better than the odds makers are making it out yeah well the panthers win
0: panthers beat the spread last week i think we'll beat the spread that again this week um you know maybe we don't win but i do think it's a yeah. close game all right let's take a look
1: around the nfc all south. right the la chargers go to the atlanta falcons the la rams go to the Tampa Bay Bucks I was kind of surprised both LA teams are away I would assume one would play at home and one would play
0: and they're both playing against the yeah. NFC South
1: yeah interesting and the Baltimore Ravens traveled to New Orleans to face the Saints
0: so we're the only NFC South team on yeah. the road this week
1: and honestly all I I would assume all all games the NFC South is the underdog.
0: I would bet so. That Ravens Saints game is the Monday night game. Um, I was I thought Rams Bucks might be the Sunday night game, but it's actually Titans Chiefs, which I think will be a better game. We'll see. I mean, so,
1: Titans haven't been playing all that great, but uh, I think
0: the Bucks could be. Uh, I bet the Bucks are favored. They're home. They're they're um, their offense has... records are basically the same.
1: Their offense has been. Horrible,
0: though. Let's check real fast.
1: Doo, 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 doo.
0: Found it. Okay. Bucks are three-point favorites. <laughs> all right. Literally found it just as you paused. <laughs> uh, the Saints are two-and-a-half-point underdogs. And I don't really care about the Falcons. So no one does. That's it.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, all right,
0: Jerry. I think that's going to do it.
1: All right, we want to thank everyone for listening. If you like the show, please let your friends know. Please follow us on Twitter at Meow Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at mailbag at meowmixpodcast.com. And if you leave us a five-star review with a comment on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it on our show. Please like and subscribe on YouTube. And enter to win our swag bag giveaway. Just DM us or in- email us at the mailbag at meowmixpodcast.com.
0: Mailbag at meowmixpodcast.com. Not the mailbag. Okay. I know that's not what Jerry said, but you know, just to be clear. <laughs> uh, all right, everybody. We'll be back on Sunday afternoon to recap week nine, hopefully a Carolina Panthers victory. Uh, until then, everybody stay safe out there and keep pounding. And vote. And vote. And vote. <laughs>